0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of Lawyer Lifter Podcast. And actually, today you have me, and that's because we recently at my firm. And don't mind me looking at different screens because I command a ship with three screens. Um, but on one of these screens, I'm looking at the business startup, which recently was uh, published through our social media platforms, and um, it's really interesting and necessary thoughts for anybody trying to start up their business. And I think that what I wanted to really impress upon everybody is that I come from a unique position because not only do I sit as legal counsel for so many businesses, whether they're just at the thinking stage, planning stage, And then they've actually started up and then into maybe year two, three, and then very much, much older businesses that are constantly evolving based upon the times. So I see businesses from their different life cycles. And then on top of that, sometimes people don't realize um, I also run a business. It's a law firm. So I have that unique perspective, too, because a law firm is definitely a different beast than, you know, different industries, small businesses. Plus, I am a small business owner. I don't actually want to be this conglomerate, this nationwide law firm, I do want to keep it boutique. And I think that's the um, the magic behind small business is that, you know, I, I know this is probably old or just beyond the generation, but it's also beyond my generation. But when I would see these uh, TV show commercials like Cheers, where everybody knows your name, um, it's that one show in the what is it like maybe in the 80s? Or yeah, in the 80s, where it just takes place in this like neighborhood bar. And, you know, you just go and everybody knows your drink, they know who you are, they, they know what's going on in your life. And I think that that is still so much a part of the small business appeal. But what I have seen is that small businesses need to think big, meaning the, the idea is you are not like forgiven or sheltered from adhering to certain legal constructs and um, legal statutes. You're not, just because you are doing something that's more intimate and on a smaller level, you still have to think big. Additionally, when we talk about small businesses and what we want, of course, we want it to expand. We want it to grow. We want it to be the basis of our livelihood and the livelihoods of everybody else who becomes part of our family, becomes part of our business. So the BSA, the business startup accelerator, as we've called it, really is something that is a roadmap for time of thinking about your business all the way still to year five, year ten of your business. These are themes that are constantly Uh, revisited when we talk about the business and this is meant to be the starting point for a very candid conversation you should have maybe if you don't retain my firm but retain a business firm these are the types of conversations that you should have and that's how you know you're with the right fit because this foundation is what will assist you in expanding, also protecting that expansion. So what what are we talking about here? Like, let's go over just, I mean, the document speaks for itself. I'm not gonna hear and beleaguer the point you guys can read, whatever. I just wanna impart upon you, download this thing, think about these thoughts and go from there. Um, This isn't, even really something that I wanted out in the space to say join uplift it really is about think about this for your success because in this time success is built upon hard work and not just an osmosis thing it doesn't just happen i mean we're in a unique situation during covid post pandemic i mean whatever you want to call it but it's obvious the entries to barrier in just making a business are so either not there or very minimal. So this is a time to pivot and adapt in that, in this climate and do what you want to do. Because back when I started uplift in 2018, I was still working under these very difficult constraints. Um, But now pretty much anybody can start their business if they think about these 10 items. And so I just want to do a very basic, candid overview of what all 10 mean to me. And um, so here we go. Setting up your business. Basically, it's how am I going to do this, right? Like, what do I want to do? Do I want to provide a service or do I want to provide a product? And you know, what does that entail? It literally is, okay, what is it? What am I gonna do? And I always say, I'm not a fan of seed money. Obviously that is per industry, right? I think that we have uh, represented tech companies. So obviously there is some kind of seed money with that. But for the most part, I really think that doing bare bones uh, especially in the six months in the year that you are trying to uh, elevate your business is the way to go. So I, I challenge everybody to think about what is what is going to get me going. For me, I'll tell you that I had I quit my last big firm in 2018, the week of Thanksgiving, right before Thanksgiving, and I had. Like laughable savings, you know, you know, like the savings account that you just put like some money in, but you don't really take it seriously. I had that. Um, so I had like a laughable savings account. I had no other like other sources of income, um, and basically just enough to get by for the next month. So I was in like a really shitty position, but I just did it. Um, and so what what did I think about in starting a law firm? Number one, I wanted to have a law firm. I didn't want to have a solo uh, practice. I thought, like, why if I saw all of these other, you know, male partners doing it, why not I? So that's what I did. And what did I need? I mean, I needed my voice and I needed a phone. I needed good Wi-Fi and I needed any kind of, like, shitty laptop at the time. And and that's all. So my costs were very minimal. Just think about that. Think about what it is I can do that will just, just skate through this very uncomfortable position right now, because that's all you need right now. So setting up your business, protecting you and your business. Well, I mean, every business I find in that sweet spot of all right i'm planning all right like i'm i'm gonna start up i'm i'm okay i think i can i can do this right i i say get your legal i mean there's just no way around that like you do need your legal get your marketing uh because and when i say get your marketing like i'm not saying you know right off the bat go get PR, I didn't like I I know I was doing the most um, ghetto like sticks and stones, glue, Elmer's glue kind of like marketing you could possibly even imagine. I'm just saying when you think about it, think about how you're going to put out in the world in your space that you exist and that you have a service and a product to provide Legal is there because you know what, at the end of the day, you should not be doing the business, meaning you personally are not like the front facing. You have to have a business entity because it protects you. And that's kind of leading into number three. I always get this. This is a very, like a very sexy, hot topic. Should I be an LLC? Should I be a C Corp? Well, at the end of the day, this is where I introduce, hey, first, before we have this conversation, get yourself a CPA because your lawyer, your business lawyer and your CPA, they work together. So if you, my favorite is the LLC because it gives the protection someone needs without just like overkill, right? And you need a CPA at this juncture because You want to think about all the things that you can write off. Being a business owner is great in terms of like how you're going to minimize your tax liability. It's better. That's why I say, okay, don't be the person doing the business. Be your business entity because you can avail yourself of all the uh, tax write-offs as a business entity. So it helps you there. Additionally, why I say LLC, it's cheaper, but it provides that uh, legal bubble around you enough enough of it when we talk about a c-corp we're talking about your that's why i kind of say like if you come to me or if you go anywhere else um, you think about what what are you envisioning down the line because if you envision a parent company and subsidiaries and just like all kinds of crazy c-corp If you're envisioning, all right, this is, you know, I'm I'm gonna make soap, uh, and then that's all. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make soap, and then, you know, maybe I'll make soap and shampoo, that type of stuff, like associated products and services. I would say LLC. Um, That brings me to something I just dropped. I dropped a little nugget right there. I said, you come to me, or you go to someone else. Really, what I want you to do, and the reason why. I started this law firm is that when you talk about your business, that's your baby. That is, you know, you birthed it, you're growing it, like you're seeing it, you're learning all kinds of things. And you want that attorney, whether it's me or someone else, you got to get that chemistry. You have to. So be mindful of who are you going to work with? Who are you going to trust with your baby? Are they going to, Love it and protect it and care for it just like you. That is the type of attorney you want for your business. And, you know, I started off this BSA. uh, Some of the content prior to steps one through 10 say, I'm in the business of your business because I am. I am in a business. I own a business. All I do is service businesses. So I intimately know all about businesses. I also have a legal background since day one. I've been in litigator for business and employment. So, uh, that just, again, you want counsel that you just have chemistry with that you trust that you can say anything to and, uh, sharing all of your hopes, dreams, your desires with related to your business. So for employment setup, all right. This also goes into um, five working with third parties. So, when we next consider relationships, right? So here you are, the business owner. You have an idea. You are going to do a service. You're going to do a product, whatever it is. Um, and you've nailed down, hey, I want an LLC. All right. Well, you know, is it just going to be you? Who, who do you need? to get this going? Do you need to hire, do you need vendors? Well, that's going to essentially require contracts. Like you need someone who understands these contracts for your, you know, for your advantage and also to scope out. If I get into these vendor relationships, like, are there any loopholes? And also the big thing I am, I I will tell you just honestly, partnerships, I'm not a fan. I'm not a, I'm not a great fan. And here's why from a legal perspective, uh, partnerships are exactly the same as marriage. Uh, probably even more so. I know I'm saying something very dangerous, right? Because this is what, look, I'm getting like closer because it's so, so sexy, but a partnership is the, it it's a relationship on another level because it's all about money and you treat it, it has the same kind of um, duties of loyalty, duties of confidence that a marriage would have. And I always do this joke with all of my clients who are like, Mel, like I wanna do a partnership. And I'm like, ah, okay. Um, very in California, very easy for two things getting married and starting a partnership. Extremely difficult to end a partnership and end a marriage. So, if you are going to do a partnership, it's not always. I hate to break it to you. It's not always like, oh man, they're my homie. Uh, this is my girlfriend. Like, uh, this is my brother or sister. The worst types of litigation I've seen are uh, because of that familiar ground. And so, if you do consider a partnership, think about what does my business need from including an equal person, because that is exactly what you would be. And you would be you and then someone equal to you. Why do you need this person? All right, if you do and you're like, Mel, I do, I need this person. You know, they're gonna do this and that. We want a partnership agreement. Then you need to get that in writing. A partnership agreement is different than what you establish as an LLC and a C-Corp. I always get that. I'm like, oh no, we, we, we were together and we started up the LLC. I don't care, it's different. It's like just because you started up an LLC or a C-Corp doesn't mean you have a partnership agreement, completely separate contract, completely separate terms in that contract. You know why? Because think about a partnership agreement as a prenup. Um, It delineates how you guys are going to essentially run the marriage, run the business. And what would you do if you break up? because, you know, like you do, you have to think about that stuff. All right, so uh, brick and mortar. During this time, so many businesses can be remote, but there are some that do require brick and mortar. Maybe you do want some kind of hybrid standalone, or you know what I've been seeing a lot of like those... um, uh, what is it called? There's a steel craft in Long Beach or Bellflower. And it's an open space for people who like restaurant tours to just have little stands, that kind of thing. Maybe you want to do something like that. Like during this time, you can imagine all kinds of different spaces than you would pre COVID, meaning, you know, there's pre COVID, you, know, you have a building, you have a space, you have a lease agreement. Now, we're seeing a lot of different uh, iterations of brick and mortar. And you have to be careful about, as the business owner, what type of lease agreement or rental am I getting into? Um, what are they sliding in there that I you know, will be bound by? And that's, very, that's a very important consideration. Just because maybe you're not in a full-blown lease agreement but you're in some kind of shared space with maybe like a shared profit, That's you still need different eyes to look that over for. And you wanna make sure um, a lot of these agreements envision being locked in there for like three to five to 10 years. Is that what you want? I also want to emphasize that Just because a landlord is throwing a lease agreement in front of you doesn't mean you just take it. This is an opportunity for you to haggle, to negotiate um, and to take out things or modify things in that agreement that just don't suit you. Again, that is different than what a broker on the commercial side will do for you brokers go find you the space and they want to find you that space because they're going to get a commission. So their interests are aligned differently. Of course, they're working for you. They want you to get the space that you want. But at the end of the day, they're not looking at something. They're not looking at the space or the contract the way your business attorney is looking at it. That's why, again, let me go back to it. You need to get a business attorney that you have chemistry with. So again, the broker, if you are going to do a brick and mortar, notice that their interests are in securing the property, getting the commission. They're not going to be looking at all the ins and outs someone like me would be looking at because at the end of the day, they want to secure whatever property so they get paid. Contracts. That was something we kind of touched about earlier on contracts. They're everywhere. They're the glue of your business. I mean, if you want to sell widgets to clients, uh, you know, you, you would want a contract. You would want to say, Hey, if this widget goes out, you know, I guarantee I, maybe you put a warranty on that. Maybe you say no, like uh, you, if this widget breaks, like tough luck. This is most important for those of you in the service industry, because there's so many releases, so much openness or liability, responsibilities and obligations between the parties that you either need to claim or dispel Uh, contracts again, are the glue for your business. Also, you want to, you want contracts that will breathe the movement as your business expands, right? So Maybe right now you have um, the need for a particular independent contractor, a consultant that'll help your business. Uh, Maybe you want them right now for a year, but like some kind of incentive that if they do good with you, you wanna extend it for a few more years. These types of things are very important to consider when you're constructing contracts. When you think about relationships, you better have behind that a contract. Finances. Basically, this is all about, again, let me go back to it. Get yourself a CPA. Your CPA and your business attorney do work together. They check in on one another. But when we're talking about money, we're talking about what it. why are you in this position with this amount of money? Do you, how is it that you, how are you going to grow that pot? And this is again, why I say you need a very, you need a experienced attorney and someone you trust because money is such a sensitive subject. It is truly the root of all evil because when money changes relationships, money can make relationships better or they can constrain relationships and that's when the attorney comes in because unfortunately and fortunately the more money you make more problems you have so um, again that is a very intimate conversation you would have with your business attorney growth and an attorney you can trust points nine and ten You have to share your business model with your attorney, whether it's me, whether it's someone else, you have to. How is anybody going to be your legal warrior, your legal protector of your baby, your business and all other babies you make related to that business if he or she doesn't know your plan? Uh, I do this, what I call for all of my clients that retain me, I'm like, okay, let, let's let do a health check, get naked. And it's funny, right? Because it's like, get naked? What are you talking about? It's That's what it is. You have to show all of yourself, your business, in all of its glory, so that an attorney can say, all right, here's some holes I already see in year one. So what do you want to do? Okay, so you want to achieve this in year three. How are you going to achieve that? You want to tap into um, that market, or you want to tap into that relationship, you want to, you know, all the things, who's working with you, who do you want working with you? uh, That is, again, the type of very intimate, candid conversation you should be having with your lawyer. So you do. You want a lawyer you can trust. You want a firm you can trust who will have these uncomfortable conversations because, hey, anything worth having is a lot of work. And those uncomfortable conversations, you got to just rip the mandate out off so that you can foster growth. So do yourself a favor, download the BSA. These are considerations that No matter where you are in the business, because I did tell you I have um, seasoned businesses under this firm that have been around for, you know, 10 years or, you know, going on. But the times change businesses. They, businesses are always trying to evolve and, and make themselves relevant to their demographic. So, no matter where you are, the BSA matters. You're always going to revisit these 10 themes. And this is a gift from me to you because I want you to succeed. I've seen exactly what business owners need to be thinking about, hence the BSA. Download it, think about it, find yourself an attorney. I hope you find me because I know what I'm talking about. But if you want to interview, I do. I feel confident in this firm and what we do. I want you to go out and interview other business attorneys and see if this is the kind of chemistry, if this is the kind of firm and person you want to work with. And if not, my my door is open. Thank you for listening to the Lawyer Lifter podcast. You can listen to other podcasts at www.lawyerlifter.com or your favorite podcast apps. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.